What is going on, everybody? It is your host, Justin Vandehey, here at the Assassins Podcast. We have got money, morning, quarterback, week number two. In this segment, each week what we do is we look back at the company's pre-seed, seed, Series A, Series B, that have closed rounds recently, and we reflect on a couple of those opportunities and go a little deeper in particular into one of them that we think has the opportunity to build a really huge business and truly become an assassin. Now, last week, we sort of went with this structure for deal or no deal. And after thinking about it a little bit more, I think it's just kind of a crappy structure. Being an entrepreneur is hard enough. And having some Joe Schmo like myself reflecting on whether or not I'd hypothetically invest in companies is kind of a douchey segment. So I think what we're going to do every week going forward is really just go deeper on one opportunity that we think we're particularly excited about and just highlight some of the aspects of the business that make it really promising. So excited to get into it this week. Before we do that, I want to again give a shout out to a couple of really notable companies that did some positive things, closed their rounds last week, kicking it off with Aquabyte, a $25 million Series B. They're an AI aquaculture company. Uh, major, major round there. We'll dig into it a little bit and what aquaculture means. Pulley, $40 million Series B, offering cap table management designed to help startup founders, employees, and investors monitor their equity information. That was led by Founders Fund. Particle Health closed a $25 million Series B. It's an API for healthcare data exchange. That was led by Canvas Ventures with participation from Menlo, Story Ventures, and Proven Capital. Incident.io, this is one that's near and dear to my heart, being a Slack-first company. But what they've built is an integrated incident management tool that helps announce, manage, and resolve all incidents in a single channel. That was led by Index Ventures. Moving Analytics, closing a $20 million Series A. It's a telehealth service provider that specializes in cardiovascular prevention programs. And then we got a couple others that raised their seed and pre-seed. So I'll just name a couple of these that were particularly interesting. Syrup Tech, $6.3 million. They built predictive software for inventory decision-making and commerce. Fold Health, $6 million, the building, the building blocks for modern primary care. Zbyte, $10 million. They're creating a blockchain-powered application that's focused on security and privacy. Uh, Change, $5 million. It's a platform that helps giving and activism. And then one that seems a little dark but has big upside is a company called Autumn, raised a preceded undisclosed amount that's modernizing the way that Americans manage loss. So essentially what that is is it's a death, sorry, death care marketplace. So some really exciting opportunities here, tackling big markets. Congratulations again to the companies that closed those rounds and excited to see what you all build. So with that, let's get into the show. Assassins, let's get it going. Assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin's state of mind, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line, assassin's state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin's state of mind, assassin's state of mind, hustle. 
grind. See them dollar signs way above the bottom line. Assassin's state of mind. They say money over everything. Everything. Engaging the game. Shopping for a wedding ring. Salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange. Appreciate every penny. Pocket change. One phone call. And your life. Oh, hey. Welcome back. It is your host, Justin Vandehey, here at the Assassin's Podcast. We have got money, morning, quarterback, every Monday, where each week we reflect back on the companies that recently raised their pre-seed, seed, Series A or Series B rounds of financing. We take one of those opportunities and we go a little deeper to understand the market that they're working in, the opportunity that they're going after, and essentially how they dominate their space and become true assassins. And this week, we go into deep, deep waters to shed some light on a whale of an opportunity. Okay, it's the last of the fish puns. The company is called Aquabyte, and... This team is based in San Francisco, founded by Brighton Shang. Last week, they announced that they raised a $25 million Series B from SoftBank Ventures in Asia. Sorry, SoftBank Ventures Asia, Nature, Conservancy, and Westerly Winds. And that's on top of a $20 million Series A that they raised from Alliance Venture, Arcturn Ventures, Costa Noa, NEA, and Struck Capital. So they are stacked. They've got some awesome investors. Now, Aquabyte is, again, headquartered in San Francisco, but the impact that they're having and the problem they're solving is one on a huge global scale. So as we dug into the problem a little bit more, some of the stats are actually pretty insane. So currently, 70% of the world is covered by ocean, which is pretty maybe well-known fact, but only produces 5% of the world's protein, which is remarkable when you think of just the demand for protein more broadly and the percentage of that that's coming out of the water. On top of that, there's a tremendous amount of waste in the fishing industry. So every year, well, last year alone, there was more than $80 billion that were lost due to overfishing and overcapacity. And that overfishing is a huge issue on the the ocean ecosystem. It's destroying fish habitats in some areas it's causing coast you know coastal development issues and pollution and it results in some pretty uh, catastrophic impacts on marine life and so what the team at aquabite has built initially what it was set out to do is a slu- and this is more in the solution is it helps fish farms not only see the life and conditions beneath the water but then it spits back data on the images to get more critical information around things like the welfare of the fish. It can accurately detect lice, which sounds super gross, but that's obviously a really important part of understanding general fish welfare. And then it can also do things like identify the weight of the fish without having to actually physically take them out of the water. And so this data allows farmers to more accurately just improve the health of their fish and results in just optimizing for when they actually harvest and go out to fish, which results in, again, in less waste and way fewer treatments that are required. 
So the team has built out a really comprehensive platform for this. And so there's an underwater camera hardware component, and then that's connected to an online web platform. And so again, the camera collects data about the fish growth, the wealth performance and the environment. And the way that they've then since broken this out into other components is again, the welfare piece goes a little deeper to measure what's called ALC. So that's an automatic lice counting metric. And that gauges how much fit a stress the fish is under, the general welfare of the fish. And that recently, which is exciting, was, was uh, endorsed by the Institute of Marine Research. So they've got really strong scientific chops backing the technology that they've got and clearly have some solid support there. The other opportunity that I think is particularly interesting on the commercial and sales side is they've built out a full-fledged sales planning tool. And so this is big. I'm I'm a crappy fisher. <laughs> I remember having a fish finder and always just going out there and throwing a line in the water and honestly probably just drinking more more beer than anything else. But the sales planner application helps with better harvesting times to optimize for when farmers should be out on the water. And What's really interesting about this and what most folks might not know is just how big this market actually is. So the global commercial fishing market is massive. And last year alone, it reached $253 billion in the United States. That is insane. And it's projected to reach about $336 billion by 2025. The fishing industry as a whole employs around 60 million people. So that's 39 million people in fishing and then about 21 million in fish farming. And most of these uh, employees are in developing countries. I'll explain sort of the implications of that and like why that's ma- that's relevant to Aquabyte's business. But there's around 179 million tons of fish that are pulled out with a first sale value of almost $401 billion. So again, as far as like rev share opportunities, the ability to license in a platform, it's massive. And I think the other really critical thing as we look at sort of where the team is at today with the Series B is that Brighton and the team are clearly distribution minded. So in their press release, what they mentioned is that they've actually secured relationships with seven of the top 10 largest commercial fishing farms. So that's awesome. I think there's a bigger question there, though, in that, which at some point would be good to go and understand a little deeper is where do they go from there? You know, like what what is the upsell path if they've got such a stronghold on the market and what is sort of their expansion plan? So in the press release and from some of the other data that we pulled from their their investors, we see that they've got now global offices in the U.S., in Norway, and Chile, where in Norway, it sounds like that's where a lot of the research has been done. They've processed over 300 million unique fish images, and they were the first to receive approval uh, by dispension for automatic sea lice counting, and as I mentioned earlier, by the Norwegian Food and Safety Authorities. So they've got a really strong form IP that they own, certification, strong distribution. So they're doing some really, really big things. A little more on the team. So Brighton Shang, founder and CEO, I love I love his story. He actually started this thing out of his bathtub. And so if you go to their website, you can see the pictures online. It looks pretty, pretty sketchy, but it, it's pretty cool. I love stories like that where prototyping just happens in your house. Brighton 
went to Princeton, if you've ever heard of it. He's Forbes 30 under 30, so he's got, obviously, (laughs) quite a bit on his side. Seems like a pretty bright guy. He's also started a few companies. So the last was a YC company called HistoWiz, which is still in operation. It looks like it raised $32 in funding, so he's obviously done a great job at raising capital and building a team. He also, speaking of team, has a really solid one in place here at Aquabyte. So his VP of engineering, Daryl Weatherspoon, was formerly the VP of product and engineering at Tonal. So they have incredibly strong audio and video expertise and chops there. And I thought it was also cool too, if you check out their their YouTube page, they did this video with Werner Vogels, who's the CTO of Amazon, where they actually showed him around a fish farm. So I just, I love when founders and teams just get out into their customer sites and really go deep to understand the markets that, you know, that they're in. The team in, jo- in total, now they have around 50 people. They're all incredibly strong. ML engineers, heavy technical team. And yeah, just it, it seems like a really awesome foundation for putting that Series B money to work. So, what's really surprising about the space as we started to dig in and do a little bit more research was just how competitive it is, actually. There were a handful of companies in the last two years that have raised some pretty significant rounds to go after this space that Aquabyte is operating in. Just to name a couple here. So experts see they're a Canadian company. They raised a $29.2 million Series B in August of 2021 by Obvious Ventures, Aquaspark, and Future Shape. Another company called Real Data, they raised a $2.8 million round in 2021 from S2G Ventures. There's a company called Iravaca, $7 million Series B based out of APAC. And then the giant, giant great whale in this space is a company called eFishery. So they have raised in total $110.2 million. They're based in Indonesia. They recently just raised a $90 million round from Sequoia in 2021 in SoftBank Vision Fund. And what's interesting about this is it looks like it's more of a comprehensive kind of end-to-end feeding solution focused on fish and shrimp farming. So that's particularly interesting and relevant because I know the team at Aquabyte is focused on fish. They've got really strong roots in sort of the commercial fishing market in Northern Europe, in Norway. And it looks like some of these companies are very localized. So they're tackling specific problems in their region or area. So it'll be really interesting to see sort of like as these companies look to grab more land and literally expand out into different commercial fishing markets, if there's any sort of consolidation, if there's sort of more sort of niche operators, just to see how the market all shakes out. Again, first, just starting with a shout out to Brighton and the team at Aquabyte. Major congratulations, closing the Series B. Huge accomplishment. They've clearly hit a strong revenue threshold. They've got great customer retention, having locked down seven of the top 10 largest commercial fishing companies out there with a strong offering, comprehensive platform that's backed and endorsed by some of the most credible experts in the space. Again, it'll be interesting to see how the market shakes out. There's a couple of other well-funded companies like eFishery and Experts see out there, but as they like to say, it there's a lot of fish in the sea. So it'll be exciting to see how, again, it all pans out, but congratulations to the team and uh, I'll have to have you on the pod to, to talk about it here. All right, that is a wrap. 
money, morning, quarterback, week number two in the books. A lot of fun. I, I love digging into these industries and just learning and unpacking stuff that I had no freaking clue about. I had no idea about the commercial fishing industry. Like I mentioned, I'm a crappy fisher myself. and usually involves a lot more Milwaukee's best light on a crappy fishing boat, but understanding the market opportunity that the team at Aquabite's going after and just how impactful that could be on our global climate and food storage is pretty remarkable. So this week, we've actually got two episodes coming out, one on Wednesday and one on Friday. You're going to want to check those out. Two remarkable founders sharing their story, their grind with each with a unique perspective on the markets that they're going after. In addition to that, we had some awesome coverage this week. Appreciate the folks over at entrepreneur.com featuring an article that I wrote up on the time I pitched Mark Benioff. And then also another one that I wrote up that was talks about the issues that arise when you sell the dream and when that turns into a nightmare, both as founders, as salespeople, resisting the the sea of selling too far ahead and just being honest and uh, that yielding great results. So again, just grateful for the opportunity to be able to talk about this stuff. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Keep doing your thing. Keep hustling. Keep grinding. And keep getting that See them dollar signs, assassin, state of mind, assassin, state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, way above the bottom line, assassin, state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, assassin, state of mind, assassin, state of mind, hustle, grind. See them dollar signs, way above the bottom line, assassin, state of mind. They say money over everything, everything, Asian again. For a wedding ring, salary, startups, crypto, stock exchange Appreciate every penny, I can change One phone call and your life can change What's your love language? Can't do business if it ain't reciprocated Closing deals on a day